0: Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream movie show. My name is Adam.
1: My name is Nick. Welcome back to the movie show from Bottom of the Stream. This is the time of the week where we troll the Netflix stream looking for a hidden gem of a movie. We do indeed. And this is can, what made us famous. You can tell your friends about and recommend. As or not. <laughs> sometimes we find one. Yep. And a lot of times we absolutely don't, but they're still fun to talk about.
0: There are the, the worst movies are sometimes the better ones to talk about. Indeed. So let's see what we've got this week. Let's shall see. We? This week, out of The Randomizer. Well, it wasn't out of The Randomizer. It was no. a wildcard pick yes, by one of our Patreons. The Jordan.
1: final wildcard pick of this
0: season. It is indeed. The final wildcard pick of season eight went to Jordan Shenton. Um, and he picked a movie called A Futile and Stupid Gesture.
1: And I can't tell you, just before you go a bit further, how I have not been able to get this title right in my head <laughs> this week. Yeah, And, and in my brain keeps wanting to say a stupid and futile gesture Yeah. because it I don't know
0: why and no because I think futile and stupid runs off the tongue better than stupid and futile yeah but my yeah, brain I know you keeps wanting to spin Switch it, it. Yeah. I
1: don't know why how strange
0: yeah uh, futile and stupid gesture was released in 2018 it is a 15 it runs for 1 hour and 41 minutes currently rated at 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and is a Netflix original <laughs> 6.7 out of 10 that's high. Might be the highest of the season.
1: Uh, it's, it's surprisingly high. Mm. For me, uh, yeah, it's surprisingly high. Uh, that's not my reflection. Yeah. But um, after I watched this movie, as I usually do, do a bit of reading about it. And I mean, I wouldn't say from the few articles and things that I read, it was particularly highly reviewed. So no. maybe more popular with audiences than with critics because
0: we were we were talking briefly last week about how this is the sort of movie that shouldn't be at the bottom of the stream this should have been this is the story of how national lampoon became to be a thing in the 70s and 80s and it's the it's up, and its cast is magnificent it is
1: it's, chocked full of cameos so why had we never and, heard of it
0: yeah this is the thing why why has this happened yeah but maybe is we'll it, find out as we go through it
1: is it an algorithm thing i don't maybe i don't know, I don't know. uh yeah
0: Maybe it's just us surprising. being ignorant, and loads of people Maybe. have heard of it. Maybe who
1: knows?
0: Maybe um, this film stars a guy called Will Forte. Uh, he plays Doug Kenny. Doug Kenny was the like originator of National Lampoon. Yeah. Uh, Will Forte was I know him mostly It's an English sitcom called The Last Man on Earth. Yes. You ever seen that? It's yes. Very funny. It's a good he show.
1: was also Magruba, wasn't it? Yes,
0: he was in the
1: which uh, is like a self-titled show and yeah. movie.
0: Um, also this movie stars a guy called domino gleason no it doesn't it... i'm not having <laughs> we've just been talking before we started recording uh, he plays henry beard the other founder of national lampoon yeah neither of us realized that this was domino gleason until the film ended no it's an Im- unbelievable performance because you just don't know i didn't know it was him oh d- no i would never have no, said I'll it in a million years
1: that it was domino gleason
0: i didn't know until i started writing the notes for this bit that i'm doing now <laughs> that it was him yeah, I'm I'm with you. You'd know you'll know Domino Gleason. He's in he's in the last two Harry Potter films. Yeah, uh, he plays one of the lesser known Weasley brothers. He's done some Star Wars. A couple of Star Wars films. Uh, he's in. He's also in a sitcom. Have you seen Frank of Ireland? Yes. Very yes. funny sitcom. Yes. With, with his brothers that. and his dad. Yeah. Dad, obviously Brendan Gleeson. Uh, he's also in the Peter Rabbit movies. He's just in everything. He's great. But yeah, I I had no idea that he was in this. That no. even after watching it, I didn't I no pick idea. it at all. Nor did I. Uh, this film was written by a writing duo who write everything together. Uh, they're called Michael Colton and John Abbott. Uh, most famous probably for the Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, nice. Randomly they wrote nice. that. Um, they've done quite a bit together, but that, that's the most famous film I think they've done. It's also based on a book, this film. Okay. Uh, the book was written by a guy called Josh Kemp, uh, Josh Carp. Uh, same name of the book. The book's called the same name. Futile okay. and stupid gesture. Director. Do you want to know about the director? Uh, yes, please. Directed by David Wayne. Okay. Have you heard that name before? Uh, I know of one thing he directed. He directed the Wet Hot American Summer movie, uh, which is probably what he's most famous for. Yeah. He also did um, Children's Hospital. Okay. Did a few episodes of that. He won three Emmys for that show. Wow. And that was a spinoff of another show. Yeah. And then Medical Police came out. Yes. And he wrote that as well. Oh, excellent. Uh, Directed that, sorry. And... He also directed a movie called Role Models. Yes. With (laughs) Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott, yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd is his lifelong best friend, apparently. Oh, nice. They're their best friends. Uh, But yeah, he's got three Emmys for his writing on children's hospital. Excellent. This film is a... I want to give a bit of background on what the film is. I I think that's... It's an unusual film. Yeah. um, Because it's a biopic of Doug Kenny. uh, But nobody knows who Doug Kenny is. Yeah. He's not a household name. But back in the seventies and eighties, National Lampoon was massive, massive. There's loads of National Lampoon films. Sure. Um, he he died before I, National Lampoon th- became famous. As a spoiler, but
1: I th- I thought what I was getting was the story of National Lampoon, but that is kind of only what it is indirectly. It is a it's a Doug Kenny biopic. biopic. It is, yeah.
0: yeah. And a lot of people describe him as the funniest man who have ever lived. He's been described as that by lots of world famous comedians, um, but very troubled man and. This is an unusual film because it's a biopic and it's it's got a narrator. Yeah. But it isn't a documentary. And it is a lot of it isn't real, a lot of it is made for dramatic effects. Yeah. But it feels like a documentary about him when it isn't. And it's it's a really interesting way they've done this movie. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the devices yeah, yeah. they use
1: uh through this, but it is Yeah, it's a it's a it's a different way to do this sort of movie, I think. Yeah, which I, took me by surprise.
0: Yeah, it did. It wasn't what I was expecting, and it's a really interesting way to do a movie like this. Um, where does film start, Nick? Do you, have, have I got a one-word review? Oh, sorry. What's your one-word review? Oh my God! They killed Doug Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it's very, very good. I mean, very much impressed with you. Didn't your have that review. half like five minutes ago. I didn't <laughs> have that, and you reminded me to say it. Well yeah. done. Um, where does film start, Nick? At uh, 1958. It does indeed. Well, there's a quote that comes up on the screen first. Yeah. Uh, the quote is, these last few days are the happiest I've ever ignored. Yeah. By Doug Kenny. That's, an,
1: I, that's a nice quote. a good quote. quote. That's a nice quote.
0: It is a good quote. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we see a kid.
0: Yep. Sad a, kid. In
1: the back of a car. Yeah. Holding a tennis racket. Yes. Uh, this is Doug.
0: It is. This is Doug Kenny. He's heading to a funeral. Yeah. yeah. It's what? 11, 12, 9, yeah. 10. Somewhere <laughs> around there. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, and then we also meet Doug Kenny introducing himself to camera. This is narrator Doug. Narrator Doug, as old an old m- an old man. Like six sixties. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and he's introducing himself to camera as because he's gonna narrate us all the yeah. way through this movie now.
1: Uh, he's being interviewed. Yeah. And he's like he's giving feedback to the filmmakers. Yeah. And he says, ah, it's, that's not how we should start this movie. Yeah, let's not start there
0: at the funeral. Yeah. Let's start at Harvard.
1: And the 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 directors kind of get asking him to introduce himself. Yeah. you got, you got to say, oh, I'm Doug Kenny, the funniest man who ever lived. Yeah. America's top comedian. You know, all this sort of stuff. And he's like, he just won't. No, yeah, he just won't do
0: it. Because <laughs> he doesn't believe it and he never did believe it during his life looking at this film. Uh, but he starts that scene with Let's Start at Harvard. We cut to fall of 1964. Yeah. And he, instantly we meet uh, so Henry we, we start time. where I meet Henry Beard. We, and he does. And yeah. this is, we meet Henry Beard from the very beginning. They met at, they worked on a humor magazine, they describe it as. Yeah, the Harvard the Lampoon. The Harvard Lampoon. I don't know what a lampoon is.
1: It's like a parody. Isn't is that it? what it is? Yeah, it's a lampoon someone. So it's okay. it's a satirical magazine. Yeah. Student and magazine. They,
0: they are, they write it as part of this thing at Harvard. And it, but it's also an excuse to just party all the time. Yeah,
1: because they've basically... The people who work on the Lampoon have this society yeah, which is a social thing and they yeah, it's party time. It's party
0: time. They play some pool, um Doug then meets a girl. This, move, this movie also moves very quickly. It it doesn't give you any there's no meat there's it's all meat, there's no shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just moving through time, but it's really but see, it's really speedy, high tempo movie.
1: Doug the character. Yeah pretty much only speaks in one-liner so that's yeah. the character will Forte is playing yeah doug the narrator is the one giving, giving us, us the, the information, exposition the, yeah.
0: and the uh, doug meets a girl the girl's called alex this is
1: this is we've already moved on through his harvard career yeah. so this is a couple of years oh, a later. lot of time passes through in this movie yeah, but, as well. yeah yeah to start with we're just further into his harvard career they're in that they're, they're in their final year i think yeah at, i think they are at yeah. university uh, he
0: takes it to what he describes as the dungeon which is like his office at the magazine i guess um and then they're just... They're getting to know each other, Doug and this girl. And then Henry comes in and he grabs him because it's time to be adulated. Yeah. Which I thought was a great line. So it's their book launch party. Yes, they've written of, a book. And a it's called of them. Board of the Rings. Yeah, and it's a parody of Lord of the Rings, And obviously. they
1: just go and there's about five minutes of Lord of the Rings puns. Yeah. Which I can't remember any of. No, not <laughs> me, there's loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, right, and his book was Mordor. Yeah, things like, like that.
0: that. There's a really good Sauron one, but I can't yeah. remember what it was. Um. So yeah, we go to them getting a pr- lot of praise from their peers about this book. Um, and then he speaks to, Doug speaks to his mum and dad on the phone. Um, it's revealed that he hasn't uh, got any sort of plans for the future now. He's about he's to leave Harvard. He's not any, applied for jobs. for jobs or yeah. any further college courses and or anything like his that.
1: his parents are rich, uptight. Yeah. W- what are you going to do with your life? Yeah, you need you're, to do you're something. You're a failure, you're, you're a slacker, yeah. all you do is write this. You haven't done anything at uni, all you've done is write this magazines magazine. And-
0: Absolutely, that's exactly what's happened. And he's like, well, then I'll just carry on doing that. I'll just do a lampoon, but I'll do a national one.
1: He says to Henry because yeah. Henry's Henry's going to. I think he's 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 got his he's life got, sorted. He's, he's, he's got a job lined up at like yeah. a law law firm. He's leaving something. this
0: world behind. He's leaving the lampoon behind. He's going to move on with his life.
1: Uh, and Duck says, "Well, why don't we just do carry on doing the magazine?
0: Yeah, we'll just keep doing the lampoon.
1: We'll just scale it up, make it national. And and, and I I quite like this. This is my sense of humour. <laughs> stupid jokes when." Uh, Doug's trying to convince Henry to come on board and and Doug says, it's going to be big. <laughs> I can feel it. We've got something here. And Henry's like, how big? And Doug's like, well, it's a magazine. It's about... A-forses. <laughs> <you laughs> <know, laughs>
0: <this sort of laughs> there's lots of those silly little jokes. In yeah, yeah, that's the level we're at. I yeah, that right. is the level we're at. Um, I've written here, there's a montage of Henry not being keen because he, he's kind of following him around for a while trying yeah. to convince him to do this. Because he he's
1: just saying, mm, tempting. Yeah. That's kind of his catchphrase.
0: Yeah. Um, and he's like, we can't do this. We've never ever met a deadline. And yeah. if we're going to make a national lampoon, an, an, actual magazine. an actual magazine, we need to meet deadlines. And yeah. we've never done that. Um, but he says, tempting. Yeah. He keeps saying tempting over and over again. Um. So they meet, they go, there's a montage then of them meeting with lots of different magazine publishers, yep. getting rejected by every single one of them. Doug even tries to pitch a different magazine at one point. That's off just, off the cuff. Yeah. Just sandwiches. Like modern sandwich. Modern or sandwich. Or yeah. Um, but they don't like that one either, and then they go to the publishing company that publishes the Weight Watchers magazine, yeah. which I thought was a really nice little touch. Um, and that guy gets on board, um, kind of. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> he's against it to start yeah. with, but eventually he comes around and he's. But like,
1: they he's easily um he's easily a few compliments. He's, and he's, yeah, that's what. Was, yeah, he's yeah, easily goes massaged and yeah. he's, he gives them a and he gives them gives a, them
2: a, them
0: a, a, a very small budget to to do this. Uh, Doug then marries Alex. Yeah. We don't see it. It's just a line that's happened. We, this has happened. Um, uh, and they move into a place. Yes. Uh, with Henry.
1: Uh, yeah. And then the gag is Henry lives there also. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because the, the the gag that made me laugh in this scene was um, he's like eventually when because the deal with they've made with this Matt guy. Is that in five years' time he'll have to buy them out, yeah. No matter what, yeah. So he's Doug says to Alex, in five years' time we'll all be able to buy a house each, yeah. And then me and Henry can wave at you across the park. And I thought that's really funny because that implies that he's going to stay with Henry, and yeah. yeah, I really like that.
1: He says he'll buy them out at ten times the ten times the value, the value yeah. of buy circulation yeah. or, or whatever.
0: Um, and then Alex kind of starts working for them a little bit. Uh, yeah. So does Mary Marshmallow. Mary Marshmallow does as well. which is a great name. Um, why is a, she called Mary Marshmallow she's got big boobs <laughs> um, she brings them in the, their budgeted s- supplies which is one pad and two pencils yeah that's all they've been given by this Matt guy Matty I think they
1: call him yeah Matty's the publisher yeah um,
0: they have zero ideas they're both sitting there with their pad and their pencils
1: and Doug's like I'm gonna write comedy on this piece <laughs> of paper yeah Um. And, and Henry's like yeah it's a good start
0: so Henry's like well let's employ some writers We've, we know the, these people from Harvard yeah and Doug's like, let's employ people not from Harvard yeah. because that will give us a different slant on things. So then we get a montage of meeting all the different writers, which I also thought was quite
1: good. Uh, so a few familiar faces here. Yeah, absolutely. So Michael O'Donoghue comes on board. Yeah, He was he was one of the first lead writers later on in his career on Saturday Night Live. He was I'm indeed. Played. And he was played by Tom Gen- Glenn- Glennon. Yes. And he's been on the show before. Yes. He was in Pottersville. Where he okay. Played, he played... The Hunter, who did that Nelson Mandela
0: song. Oh, was that him? Yeah. I didn't realise that was him. So
1: it's his second time on this show. Okay. Uh, uh, They're also joined by um, a British comedian slash writer.
0: Tony Hendra. Played by Matt Lucas. Randomly. (laughs) Uh,
1: And Annie Beats, Yes. A a female writer. Yes.
0: Played by Natasha Lyonne. Who's also been on this show before. Yes. In Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. She was in that. She was. I feel like she might have been in something else as well. But I will have to check. Okay. But she's definitely in Handsome. So, yeah, two of those people have been in the show before.
1: Uh, and then a uh, uh, the whole slew of other writers joined yeah. the team.
0: Yeah, it's really funny because they they introduced one more. They introduced Brian McConaughey. Is that your guy you just said?
1: Uh, no. Okay. No, they the introduced guy.
0: him as a straight-up weirdo, which yeah. I liked. And then they introduce a lot more. But then the narrator guy comes on. Because this Doug, narrator Doug comes on screen occasionally. Yes, and we was, meet yeah. him. And he's like... We actually, we actually had lots more writers, but there's only enough time in this movie to tell you about these four. Yeah. So everybody else can just go home and all these other like extras go home. Yeah. It was a really funny little gag. I really liked it. Um, then they have, they sit down and they have a brainstorming meeting together. And they've got eight weeks, eight eight weeks to, to put out the
1: first the issue. The first issue's going out in eight weeks. So they're just pitching ideas. Yeah.
0: Tony Hendra, Matt Lucas' character, has an idea. Um, they don't like it. He wanted to do Nixon with a Pinocchio nose. Yeah. Uh, they don't like it. And then he storms out of the office. He does. Which are, he's um, a highly temperamental character.
1: I would say so. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we cut forward and the ma- magazine's now out. Yeah, first issue's out. The first issue's out and it is not selling at all. It bombs. It completely bombs. And to the point where Henry even says, I don't even like this shit. Yeah. I don't even like this magazine. He
1: says it's well. wrong from the fir- front cover because they've employed these like trendy art yeah. directors to and cartoonists. Uh, yeah. Sort of. And it's just... This is—they're like this isn't the look we want.
0: Yeah, and Henry says, "Look, it's ugly. It's an ugly magazine." And he says to Doug, "You need to fire the art directors." So Doug's like, well, "I don't want to fire the art directors, but they have a bit of a set to about it." Henry then says, "Well, I've met with some other art directors, and he shows him some alternate designs that they could see, have used." They say it's
1: the same people who who come up with the art for. I think he said a family health magazine. Yeah, something so like that. So like the old, like, well, we're in, you know, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. The old sort of. Uh, your country needs you yeah. type um, art style. And that's that's what they decide to go with. Yeah, Doug, Doug's like... Well, Doug's against, decides to go with... He
0: um, is, and then Doug sees the pictures and then he instantly goes and fires the art director. So he's kind of on board with it as well. And then the magazine is now a hit. Yeah, mag- so magazine montage. There's a magazine montage of it. Selling like Billy-O.
1: There's a lot of montages in this movie. Yeah, there is. But, but I didn't find them. They
0: kind of work. Yeah. Because this movie's pacey it moves at such a pace we're flying through years already and it's just a good way of forwarding through time so we
1: get this montage is a mix of the success they're starting to see yeah plus the number of times they're getting sued yeah so
0: disney is suing them because yeah. they show mickey minnie mouse with her boobs out in one yeah. episode in one magazine volkswagen's suing them because they show a beetle being drowned yeah a, a beetle car in the water <laughs> you can't drown a car um, and there's loads but they're, they're really excited by being sued by all these people because any publicity is good publicity. Sure. And it's not their problem. It's Matty's problem. Uh, but it's having
1: uh, bad effects on Doug's relationship with his wife, Alex. Yes. Uh, he's basically never there.
0: Yeah, he admits in the narration that, look, I was never there. I was never in the bed. She's yeah. lying in bed on her own. We, we were late. Yeah. To the point where Henry walks into Doug's office and he's asleep at his typewriter yeah. at like two in the morning. Yeah. And Henry just leaves him there. He leaves him a note on the Wait, top. Wait, he, put, he puts he, his cigarette out. Yeah. he's still got in his mouth. And then just leaves him there. Um then Doug does a small TV interview.
1: Yeah, they're getting a bit of notoriety. Yeah. Ed Helms was the, t- the interview. He was
0: indeed. Um, and he compares himself to Dracula, which yeah. I thought was quite funny. Because it sounded like he was comparing himself to Jesus yes. and flicked it at the last minute to be Dracula. And then Doug decides, he tells Henry, look, we need to start expanding. We need a radio show.
1: Yeah, let's, let's do a radio show. And
0: Henry's like, we haven't even got time to do a magazine. How are we going to do a radio show? Henry's always like the calm, sensible, sensible one of the two and Doug's the dreamer but Doug always gets his own way eventually well
1: Henry says you can do it yep but you're not doing it yes because you're on a bad path basically basically
0: it's, yeah he's already seen because uh, he's sitting with Alex at the time his, his wife and she's against it as well because she's he like says, you yeah. never here anyway yeah. you can't take I've on anymore got, you can't you have a lot more too time too to give yeah and then Henry finds out that Doug's fucking Mary mushrooms <laughs> marshmallows
1: Mary <laughs> 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 <Very> mushrooms <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I've even written marshmallows. I think <laughs> merry Mushrooms is a bad <laughs> name. I'm sorry, is
1: it? I think if you're growing mushrooms, yeah, it's probably not right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, I sent me. Um, Hello. yeah, Doug Henry finds out that Doug's fucking merry Marshmallows, um, behind Alex's back, and he's not happy about that, but yeah, Doug, said, Doug do.
1: said, just says, like, yeah, I promise I will delegate the radio show, and then it cuts to old Doug and yeah. he just says, I didn't.
0: I didn't. I'm doing the radio show. The radio show's an enormous hit from the off.
1: But they need people to be on the radio show. They do, show. because they need,
0: it's going to be like a sketch show but yeah. on radio. So they need actors, voice actors. And they get a, they hire a cast of voice actors for this radio show. Yeah.
1: So young up and coming comedians. Who yeah. walks through the door to name but a few? Do you want to go I've got a list. A got go them all.
0: Bill Murray. Yeah. Is the first one that we get one. introduced to. thats Bill Murray. Christopher Guest yeah. is the second. That guy. John Belushi. Harold Ramis. Yeah. And obviously, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy Chase in this movie is played by John McHale. Can I a really just, nice touch.
1: Yeah. Can I just point out what a brilliant joke that is. Yeah. That is an absolute dig at t- Chevy
0: Chase. <laughs> 100%. Because... Apparently, Chevy Chase did give his, like, permission. Not permission, but blessing to do yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Because... But, but it works it on a, a couple of levels because... Well, firstly, obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the sitcom community. Yes. And the, the whole one of the lines all the way through that, Chevy Chase's character, Pierce, was like, oh, you know, in my younger days, I was just like uh, Jeff, who's the character that that um, John McHale plays in the show. And then the fact that Chevy Chase left under such a cloud with allegedly everyone just hating him. Yeah. And he's now being played by one of those guys. It's just...
0: It's a, it's a great it's, joke. And he's played and, really well by a, him as well.
1: And the fact that no one looks like anyone.
0: Well, they even referenced not, that. In the I like that.
1: Yeah, but I'd I'd read a review later on, and someone had got this reviewer on whatever website had gone, oh well, it's just ridiculous. They don't even try to act like the younger versions of these people. I was like, that that's the joke. That's they the joke in the movie. They literally it say it. The They're like
0: the the narrator at this point is saying, yeah, we know none of the actors look like the guys, but this is just who was available. Yeah. Although the John Belushi one. Yeah, that isn't a bad likeness. That is a pretty good that's one. not a bad likeness. And then this film gets even more self-aware because the narrator, whilst he's talking about that sort of thing, he's like, "Yeah, we know the actors don't look like the real people, but there's also lots of other things in this movie that we've changed or dramatised. And then they they put this list on the screen of all of them. Yeah, everything that's changed. And I've got this list here. Would you like me to read a few of them? Yeah, out? go for it. So it says Doug's brother actually Daniel. Ach- this is the funeral they were at. That we- yeah, this is even telling us stuff that we've not even seen yet, in, the in the movie, movie yet. yet but yeah. you the movie doesn't stop long enough for you to read any of this it's just a list yeah. you can't read it so the first one says doug provis daniels had come to a long illness and died in 1968 when doug was in college not when he was a young not dude. when he was a young that's his funeral they were going for everyone was a lot more sexist and racist than they, were, they appear to be in the movie <laughs> uh, the idea to do a stand-up standalone yearbook parody came from matty simmons and was based on a piece doug and michael le wrote for the magazine that comes up later on yeah anyway,
1: uh, whereas in the movie it's doug's idea uh
0: Chevy Chase was not there when Doug delivered goats to his parents, but Doug did buy them goats. That happens in the movie later on. The line about ships and sinking rats comes from Sean Kelly. Animal House and Caddyshack were made for different studios. Brad, the studio executive, is a composite character. Yeah. That's, that, that's Joe Latrulia. Joe Latrulia has also been on the show before. Yeah. Doug showed a full drawer of cocaine to Rick Merowitz and not to Chris Miller, which happens later on. Uh, Doug saw uh, an aeroplane, with not with Catherine Walker, but with Peter Ivers. Uh, Doug and Henry did make up in New York, but not on the day of the Caddyshap press conference. There's three pages of this. Mokador is technically a dwarf planet. That's something a joke that they make <laughs> much later on.
1: They even say this is not Will Forte's real hair. This is not
0: Will Forte's real hair. As far as we know, Alex never walked on and dug with another woman, but she did eventually learn about his affair. Doug first ran away from National Lampoon in 1971, where he went to Martha's Vineyard with Mary... And then Lent went on to see Peter Ivers and Lucy Fisher, which he does do in the movie.
1: But they live somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads. There's of, loads, yeah. It's, it's quite a good joke.
0: Yeah, it's a really good joke. So there's loads that they've they've dramatised for this film. But they're they're aware of that, and the film's completely self-aware yeah. that it's telling this story, but it's telling it from a dramatic effect, and it's funny. <laughs> Alex then catches Doug cheating. Yes. But this is done in a way of a comic strip in the movie. Yeah, it's done like with the, the storyboard, the panels yeah, in, a, the, in the magazine. In the storyboard. Uh, and Alex leaves him. So this
1: is... And Doug's sad on the couch.
0: Yeah, this is a great way of telling a what could have been five, ten minute story in a minute. It worked. And it worked really well. Chevy Chase then comes in to offer some Doug some advice. He does, yeah. Um, but Doug they, just ignores. Completely ignores him and they end up just doing drugs together. Yeah, Chevy Chase and Doug do a lot of drugs together they in this really movie. They really do. They really, really do. Um... Then they start doing live stand-up shows, like live sketch shows yeah, on stage. To release,
1: to release his albums. And, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and Doug starts trying loads of different drugs just to cope with this hectic lifestyle yeah. that he's made for himself. And he eventually has a he breakdown.
1: Just, he withdraws and curls up in his office. Yeah, he does.
0: And he leaves. He basically leaves a note for Henry and just says, I'm off. I'm going to I'm gonna leave. Yeah. And he goes off to visit so I've some old college friends uh, in Los Angeles. So, no, it's the other way around. Is it New York? Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Um, and th- this is where the film reveals that the funeral at the start was his brother's funeral, yep. uh, which was his dad's favourite child. His dad made no bones about that. Yeah, his, his, his elder
1: brother was like the sporty one. He yeah. was going to be like a tennis superstar, and Doug's, Doug's always been
0: second best. Then there's a really weird moment where there's a bomb in the office, which
1: I. Oh, yeah, because they were getting hate mail. Yeah,
0: they were getting a yeah. lot of hate mail, but it looked like that writer guy had brought the bomb in but no he was proud because it was addressed to him Oh, okay and he'd got the bomb i was, yeah. I was confused i was he brought this bomb in he's getting <laughs> arrested i don't know what's going on um doug's then been at his friend's house for weeks and it revealed he's revealed that he's writing a novel yeah i mean then the film says six months later which i don't think it needed to do because it was already moving through time <laughs> it did quite quickly that's, that's true that's that weird is, that's the only the time, only time in the movie it. where yeah. it actually does that i thought of that Basically. It's to let us know that Doug has left and is left for a long time.
1: And, and essentially the inmates are now controlling the asylum yeah, everything's, at National Lampoon.
0: everything's fallen apart under Henry. He's not got any control over anybody.
1: Tony Hendra assaults the editor. The, yeah. The they have guy. a fight. They fight. End up the going
0: through a glass door. Pain glass door. Everybody's about to quit. Annie Betts is on the way out. And yeah. She's having an affair with one of the other writers. They're both going to quit. Uh, just as she's walking out the door, Doug walks back in. Yeah um and and just instantly everything one-liners. calms down yeah. and he starts cracking one-liners out um and henry sits him down and basically fills him in on what's happened and it's how it's all gone tits up over the last six months uh, but doug's really not interested he's like oh we'll sort that out don't worry about that i've yeah. written a novel do you want to read my novel and henry does and he sits in his office and he reads this whole novel from start to finish And he doesn't like it, so Doug just puts it in the dustbin. Doug just goes, "Oh, forget about it." Yeah, forget about it. Then just puts it in the. He's six months he's been writing this thing, puts it in the dustbin, and it never gets mentioned again in the whole movie. And that genuinely did happen. I've done some research, and he did chuck it in the bin when Henry didn't like it. Doug's whole life revolves around Henry's, his need for Henry to. He wants a
1: father figure to like him, and although Henry's more like a brother to him, he 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 desperately seeks that. Recognition from his father. Yeah, the approval. Yeah, and and Henry the next closest thing. I yeah. Guess.
0: Um, Doug now doesn't really fit in in the writers' room. Um, he, they're all. He doesn't really. Know, he's, he's been away for so long. He doesn't know anything about current news, current affairs, anything like that. And Hen- so,
1: Henry basically sideways moves him. Doesn't yeah, he, he does. He says, he "I've says, got a special project. Work on this he, special he project." Says, don't. The way Henry pushes it to him is, "Don't. I don't want you to be worried about deadlines. Yeah. You don't need the stress."
0: Just go and take one of. He took takes one of the other writers. He's yeah. like, go and work on this other project. And what this other project is is a parody high school yearbook. Yeah. So they basically research loads of high school yearbooks. One of the pictures in the high school yearbook is Paul Rudd, which I thought was quite funny. Oh, nice. nice. Um, it's a Paul Rudd's a high school yearbook. For um, and basically, they're going to write a parody. It's a it's a special edition of the magazine that's coming out. Uh, it's a parody of it. It looks like a high school yearbook. It reads yeah. like a high school yearbook, but it's all jokes.
1: And they spe- there's a, another montage of them researching like all these archetypal yeah. high school, high thing, school like nerds, the jocks, jocks, the nerds, yeah. the, the rockers, and all this sort of
0: thing. And it eventually it comes out and it becomes the best-selling issue of the magazine of all time. Yeah. It sells a million copies, which is unheard of for National Lampoon at this point. Um and then the film abruptly cuts to a long time later
1: on. It doesn't abruptly cut. No, it's, it doesn't abruptly but cut. But it, we it. know time has passed because we're at the five-year we're mark at this where, five-year where, year where mark. Matt has got to buy them out.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't have the cash. He doesn't, can't afford it. He, can't afford, they're, they're, he, t- he says to them, you're a victim of your own success. Yeah. I can't because buy you I out. can't you buy you out. Me. Um, so they start trashing his office. And to the point where he eventually is like, just to shut them up, he buys them out. the right way, well, he and writes like, the check. He writes the check to buy them out, which is 3 million dollars each. Yeah. for Henry and Doug. Uh, but it ruins his company. Or it potentially will ruin his company if they ever cash these checks. And Henry at this point says, I'm done. Yeah. He says, when we started this project out, you said to me we'll do this until it's not fun anymore. And Henry says it is not fun anymore. I'm done. I'm going. He
1: says I'm tired of taking care of you. Yeah. to Doug. And he leaves. And Doug says, oh, I like this exchange. Doug says, well, you can't quit. And Henry yeah. says, well, you did. Yeah. And it was... I I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting the pathos. Yeah. Like, I thought this would be a really throwaway movie. And I, I do have some issues with this movie. But actually, I was quite... I did really... I was quite touched at points by yeah. Doug and Henry. Their relationship,
0: relationship really worked really well, yeah. didn't it? Uh, it really did. And I
1: think most of that is on how good Dom Gleason was in this movie. <laughs> I've got to say. Yeah.
0: And, and Will Ford. Well, yeah, they're, he was good. both brilliant. But, yeah. um, and the, that scene ends with, good luck, fuck you, goodbye. Yeah. Which I really like that as a line. That'd be, it'd be a great t-shirt. Um, Doug's then really sad, so he goes to a bar where he meets a lady. He does. He meets a lady called Catherine. And this is going to be is,
1: his... Is cha- what do you think of his chat-up line? What was his chat-up line? Where he's like, I'm really hungry. And then he just bites his Bites through a, a, a glass.
0: glass. Yeah, that was weird as fuck. He's like, <laughs> I'm really hungry. And then he just eats a glass. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I would have ran away. Yeah. This lady married him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so she becomes his second wife. Um, And he says, look, let's go to Hollywood. Uh, Well, he tells her, I'm going to Hollywood. And he goes to Hollywood. Um, He's got a lot of money. He must have cashed this check. He's bought his parents a house. He's brought his parents a mansion, a lovely big house. And he's brought himself a Porsche. Yes. And he's also brought his parents another gift. Brought them two goats. Which he delivers with Chevy Chase. He takes Chevy Chase to meet his parents. And Chevy and his dad have a bit of a heart to heart. Yeah, because
1: Chevy's like, well, aren't you proud of your son? He's bought you this yeah, he's place. You this place. is amazing. He's tremendously successful. And, and Doug's dad is like, no, he's a slacker. Yeah. What's, what's that magazine doing for anyone? Yeah. So Chevy Chase in true Chevy Chase <laughs> style, because he's the master of the pratfall. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna go and make a drink from this nice bar you've got here, and then manages to trip over and trash trash it it. all.
0: Yeah, he does a pratfall. Um, And then Doug is later on; he's in bed with Catherine, watching a new TV show. Yeah, that he's on in the middle of the night that nobody else is watching, but all of his cast are on it. Yeah, and this is Saturday Night Live. Mm. The start of Saturday Night Live and
1: Catherine's like oh you're better off without them anyway no one's watching this
0: it's the, middle, it's of the, the night. middle of the night no this isn't going to be a successful show and he he says to Catherine we actually turned down a TV show about eight months ago called Lampoon TV because we didn't have time to do it yeah. we didn't have time and my cast have now gone off and joined this midnight show that nobody's watching um, and then there's a joke because the narrator says Saturday Night Live was as a disaster and was cancelled after three weeks oh no Saturday Night Live is now still showing 40 years later that <laughs> was a really nice little joke um yeah, Saturday Night Live obviously was a massive hit. Every comedian of all time has ever worked on Saturday yeah. Night Live. So he goes to a party, like a launch party for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's invited because he's he knows invited. Because so he knows all the people that are in it. And he goes there to congratulate his friends. And Annie Betts says to him, we're doing this because it's fun, like the lampoon used to be. Yeah. And, and that right, kind oh, of shit. yeah, that kind of cuts him deep a little bit. But they're all there. Chevy's there. He doesn't have a prat fall over a table. Uh John Belushi's there. There's literally everybody's there. Um, and then he meets Lorne Michael. Yeah,
1: Chevy introduces him Yeah, to uh, the,
0: the to master Doug. of Saturday Night yeah. Live, the the I guess the successful Doug Kenny is like, who yeah, this guy sure. becomes. Yeah. Um and even he Lawn Michael tries to recruit him. He's like, he come and work be, for me on Saturday Night Live. You can any have time. a job. Literally, it's yours. And he turns him down. Doug yeah, he's says, too proud. He's, he's an, 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 an asshole. asshole I'm, not he's doing, doing, I mean, yeah, I'm not doing that. And he calls him a thief because he's stolen all of his cast members. So Doug's like, well, what do I need to do that's better than Saturday Night Live? Yeah. I need to skip over TV. Let's do a movie. Yeah, I'll go straight to the I'll movies. I'll go straight to the movies. Um, And him and Harold Remus... Yeah, go in pe- pitch it to Matty, the guy who runs the magazine, and he's like, "Look, we need to do this movie. Give us a budget, find a studio. Yeah, give us a budget, and we'll make this movie, and it'll help make us, us, help us make, a make deal. us super famous." Yeah. Harold Ramos introduced him to Ivan Reitman, the guy they are playing Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramos. They were both, <laughs> great, but the Ivan Reitman guy was the best <laughs> look-alike. It really was. It was
1: brilliant. The, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it really was.
0: Because they say, oh, these guys don't really look like their counterparts. Yeah. Quite a few of them actually did. Yeah, John yeah. Belushi's did. Harold Ramis's did. And sounded just like it. Yeah. Him. And the Ivan Reitman one, yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, it was so it's, so like the, it's them, them few, and a comedy writer called Chris Miller who is played by Max Greenfield Yeah.
0: from New Girl. Right, well, yeah, why not? Who's also been on the show before. Yes. That's four people now. Um, And they come up with the concept for Animal House. Yeah which everybody knows the story of Hannibal uh, House. And Mike uh, might get some a deal. They've got to make this movie for $2 million. Yep. Universal will make this movie. Um, and it, they only get, it's got to come in under $2 million. So they, and this is where we meet Joe Latrullio's character. He's like the angry studio, studio exec. exec. Um, and they start shooting in the summer of 1976 in St. Louis.
1: Yeah. And we have a montage of yeah, set like shooting. Set
0: shooting. They're on the set of Animal House. Um, the produ- Joe Lattuglio's character, I can't remember his name, he's kicking off because there's a racist scene in there that he doesn't like. Doug introduces himself as like a set, because the writers are not allowed on yeah. set. So he introduces so, so himself as like a, a cast. Yeah, yeah. he's a cast member. And he kind of talks him, talks him around a little bit. And then he starts a food fight. Yeah. Because Animal nice? House. <laughs> um, Fuck the studio, we are making a movie, is the line they use. And then the film comes out in July of 1978. And it is the top of the box office. Oh, it's the biggest uh, comedy in movie history. At that time, it was the yeah. biggest comedy in movie history. Um, yeah, it was. Animal House was a huge success. Yeah. Have you ever seen Animal House? I have, yeah. Look, I mean, not for many no. years, but it, yeah. It, this movie has made me want to go back and watch that and Caddyshack, though. Uh, so Caddyshack, I've, I've seen more. Yes, I agree. I've um, seen that
1: more. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I feel like I'm going to watch both of them at some point. Yeah soon
1: i actually. i came away from this the same i was like i, I want to go and re-watch I want to those now i want
0: to ingest some more national lampoon into my life yeah. because i feel like it's the sort of things that you watch like all the christmas movies and stuff and chevy chases movies yeah you i grew up with those movies but the he wasn't involved in any of those no no because he was dead I mean, by then. Well, but because but the Lamp- earlier lampoon stuff but I'm it became really... a badge didn't it yeah. it
1: became a uh a, a reasonably well regarded brand that if you put those words in front of you, kind of knew what you were getting. Yeah. That's not what Animal House is, and that's not what Caddyshack were. They were no. just they were done. It was before that name was revived, I guess. Yeah, I guess
0: so. so. But yeah, the National Lampoon's a phrase that I've always known and yeah. I've always watched movies, but I never knew anything about it. It's never even occurred to me to look into what it is. Yeah. Until now, and I'm now I feel like I've got a gap in my movie knowledge that I need to fill in a little bit. So that movie's given me this. That movie's educated me slightly, I guess. So it becomes the biggest movie in box office history. Biggest comedy movie. Doug says, but the problem I've got now is where do I go from here? Sure. Once you've had the most successful comedy of all time, what do you do next?
1: Well, the first thing he does is he uh, he tells Matt he's leaving the magazine. He
0: does. He says, look, I need to leave National Lampoon because I'm going to make movies now. Uh, and and also that's... the studio guy, Joe Latrugia's character, loves him now. Yeah absolutely look up because obviously
1: says, he says oh look i'm leaving new york i'm moving to hollywood and yeah. there is a lovely transition where he literally beautiful. walks out of this party yeah uh, in the, new york the post shoot party and through a through out in, into the street and the sun comes out and he takes his jacket off and it's he's got a hawaiian shirt underneath yeah. and he walks on to
0: set in Yeah, hollywood. his hair even changes yeah. and he's on a hollywood backset all of a sudden yeah. it's, it's a beautiful transition i really like that um and he meets with chevy chase because they're, they're going to brainstorm some ideas. Yeah. What they actually do is a lot more drugs. Throw a massive party. <laughs> Throw a massive party. Um, uh, we find out that his dad is still not really proud of him. He,
1: this was really sad. Doug calls yeah. his mum and he yeah. says, oh, the, how are the builders getting on with the pool? I've ordered, you know, it's going to be, the, it's as big as they could make it. Yeah. Does dad like it? And she's, and you don't hear, hear her side, but you can tell he's, she's it's, sort of saying, well, he's not no, that bothered. It's not that above you know. it. it's just a pool. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so then they throw a party at their new Hollywood digs, wherever they're living. Him and Chevy Chase, I guess, are living together. Yeah, um, a lot of cocaine again at this party. He opens <laughs> a drawer at one point. And he's like, "Do you want to see what two thousand dollars of cocaine yeah. looks like?" And it's just this massive drawer full of cocaine. Does
1: it really made me laugh? There's a bit where John McHale is playing Chevy Chase. He's he's coming along with a plate of buffet food. Yeah, and. Doug's left the cocaine drawer open. Yeah. And he uh, Chevy Chase just throws the food off the plate and just Thills starts the spooning cocaine. cocaine onto it instead.
0: There's loads of little like little things like that in this movie that really work. Yeah. And I think John McHale playing Chevy Chase was a really clever idea. It's and so stupid. Yeah.
1: And it shouldn't work.
0: But it really does. But t- in the context of this movie, yeah.
1: with everything else that's going on around it, it, it actually works. Yeah, it
0: really does. Um halfway through this party, Catherine shows up, his wife. Um, he forgot she was coming. He thought she was coming the day after. Yeah, he's he's um, so
1: fucked up. He got, because she's an actress as well. and yeah. she, Yeah, he messed up the day she was returning Yes,
0: home. and she is not happy. She's had to make her own way from the airport. She's fuming. She's not happy there's a party going on in her house. She's not happy with all this money. Not happy with all this cocaine that's in the house.
1: Yeah. She, she throws said, a Toby jug full of cocaine at dog.
0: She does, and it smashes on the wall and leaves a big white stain on yeah. the wall. And she says you've got more money than you know what to do with. you're just wasting money because you don't know what to do with it all it's ridiculous how much money you've got now and rather than
1: have this argument he's like right well i'll make more money and he goes back to work he just literally starts typing on his time yeah
0: whilst they're having the middle of this argument he writes caddyshack and
1: i at this point i was like fuck he wrote that as well (laughs) so again like you i didn't realize
0: yeah exactly yeah it's really clever Um, and then it cuts cuts from there straight to the filming of caddyshack
1: Loads and more drugs being done on the set of Caddyshack. Literally on the yeah. set of Caddyshack. Howard racing, Ramis is directing race, this one. Yeah, they're racing around in golf carts.
0: Yeah. This was a, a mental movie set by the looks yeah. of it. I'd like to know more on the story of Caddyshack. As Bill Murray
1: sings to yeah. Doug in a hallucination. Yeah, he a has an hallucination.
0: hallucination.
1: Yeah. Uh, but things aren't going so well. They're over budget. They're over schedule.
0: Yeah. Well, basically, Bill, the song Bill Murray sings is all about the bad things that have happened, are happening in Doug's life. Yeah. So your, sort of, your father doesn't respect yeah, you. No yeah. one loves you. The guy from the movie studio, Brad, he does not like Caddyshack. No. He comes in, he's like, what the fuck is this movie? It's just about golf. You're all doing so many drugs. I need more of this gopher. Yeah. And he has the animatronic gopher from Caddyshack on his desk. Um, and he wants more of that in the movie. And they um, get in a fight. They do Doug because Brad, he, Brad uh, Doug mentions something about Brad's wife fucking somebody else. Yeah. They start fighting. Literally, Brad jumps over the desk at him. Um and they fight in front of a tour bus full of people. And there's a really nice little in-joke here that I found out on IMDb. So at the end of Animal House, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was not confident in that there? at all. One of the characters is called Babs. Yeah. And she, at the end of the movie, they do Where Everybody Is Now. Okay. And Babs's character was went off to become a tour guide at Universal Studios. Okay. And this actress is that actress. Nice. So I thought that was nice. really clever. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, Doug then gets sidelined. He's like, you, he gets basically... Choked you, off his own movie. You, yeah, you're not involved in this yeah. movie anymore. He's the, he is still credited on Kali Shack, but he's the third writer credited on the movie now. Um, whilst he's being sidelined, he goes to see aeropl- uh, Airplane.
1: Yeah, and it shakes it him. It fucks
0: him. It shakes him to the core because he's like, that's the funniest movie I've ever seen. And... The caddyshack cannot compete with yeah. a movie like that and and he's like I've basically i've been replaced in hollywood already i'm already, yeah, I'm not, as good I'm as that. already not as good as already yeah. um, i've guys. been away for a few days but i i'm not as good as those guys and i can't be as good as those guys um so he's he's like he rings his pseudo father figure he's like i need to meet with henry yeah so he does he goes he's in new york they're in new york together i think it was for a caddyshack press conference i mean was, was yeah. um, he meets up with henry they have a bit of a catch-up
1: and Henry's like, "What are you worried about? You yeah. wrote Animal House, yeah, the, the gr- greatest romantic- comedy movie of all time." And Doug's like, "That was two years ago." Yeah, now Airplane's coming out. Yeah, and I'm nothing. I'm yeah. And he's he's drunk. He's, he's fucking hammered. Off his face, drunk. Yeah.
0: Henry's moved on with his life. He's got a family. He's got a, a girlfriend that's got a daughter. Yeah. He's moved on. He's got a good job. Um. And Doug's like, "Let's write a movie together." Yeah. Let's write something together. We're better Let's when team we're up. together. Yeah. Henry's not for it at all so Doug basically gets really drunk and leaves Um, and he ba- th- he basically leaves and goes straight to this press briefing for Caddyshack yeah. and embarrasses himself yeah. the only his parents way are describe. there his par- his, but he's
1: surprised that he can't remember that he'd invited he'd invited
0: he begs them to come yeah. they're both there he begged them to come because he was proud of this movie I guess uh, but he'd forgotten that and he embarrasses himself at this press conference by basically abusing the movie and everybody yeah. in it um, yeah he doesn't he's, he, gets, he even gets kicked out of this, uh, this presser yeah oh,
1: he passes out and gets carried out by yeah, he, uh, Catherine and Chevy doesn't he
0: yeah basically after saying the movie sucks and it's a piece of shit um, yeah so he gets carried out and he decides right I'm going to go on holiday with Chevy Chase so they go to try and they're get, re- trying to get clean aren't to they? get clean reflect on their lives a little yeah. bit and they manage six days clean without drugs yeah and then Chevy's like, "We need to get some drugs. We need some cocaine in this shit." So he he calls his guy, and they smuggle some cocaine in in tennis ball. Yeah. And they're like, "We'll just do one ball, but you can hold a lot of cocaine in one ball <laughs> You're in one damn time. right, yeah." Um, but they do a lot more than one ball in the end. And um, then there's a really nice scene where Kef- um, Doug is talking to Chevy Chase. Yeah. But he's got a towel over his head and his glasses over his towel. Yeah. And then Catherine walks in. So whilst like che- he's talking.
1: I presume Chevy had left to go and work. Yeah. So whatever. basically, he'd,
0: he'd... Catherine walks in whilst he's talking to Chevy Chase. And then she says, Chevy left last night. Yeah. But he's, he'd, just been to- he'd obviously been talking for like a day to, to yeah, Chevy, so but he wasn't even there. his tits off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Doug didn't even know that Chevy had left. Um, she wants him to come home. She's like, look, you need- this place isn't good for you. You need to come home. You can't be on your own.
1: She tells him, you, you have to decide yourself. Do you want to get better? Yeah, she says to him, "You need to talk. People love you.
0: You need to talk to someone." And she says, "Call Henry. You need to talk to someone. Make if it's anybody, call Henry." Yeah, Um, but he doesn't. He's left. She then leaves, goes home because he doesn't come with her, and he he's left alone in his room. And there's a bit of a a alone in the room montage of him just being in his own company, which is not a good thing.
1: He's he's. He writes a few things. He, he's throwing a tennis ball against yeah. the wall, isn't
0: he? He writes the quote from the beginning of yeah. the film on a notepad. And then he goes for a hike. The The housemate housekeeper comes in. He says, I'm going to go for a hike. Goes for a walk up the mountains. And the last time we see him, he's sitting on the edge of a mountaintop. Yeah. And we know instantly what's happening because we cut to Henry, who we haven't seen in this movie, apart from that scene in the bar, for an hour, yeah, maybe. 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 Um, he takes a phone call. He takes a phone call, and you know what's coming. You know what's coming. His facial expressions as he's on this phone call that we don't hear are brilliant because he instantly becomes devastated. Yeah. Because and then we cut back to the mountaintop, and his shoes and his glasses are there.
1: I was genuinely uh, not knowing anything about Doug Kenny. Yeah. I was generally like, "Oh crap, crap he's dead." He's dead. <laughs> I said because you're fooled because the fact that they've got this narrative device of an old Doug, Doug Kenny, Kenny narrating. Na- yeah. It.
0: And you and so you just and don't. Me going he, in with no knowledge. So like, oh, this really worked for me. <laughs> it really worked for me. Say, um, it's another one of those things that's been done for dramatic effect. Duncan's official cause of death is accidental death, yeah, because the mountaintop as he stood there slipped away from underneath him and he fell. But nobody really knows the true story. But the mountaintop had broken away. Um, then we were instantly at his funeral, uh, um, and
1: and. Everyone is reminiscing about him. Yeah, and,
0: and the debate is: did he fall or did he jump? Yeah. They're all talking about it. Harold Ramis's quote of "He probably fell whilst he was looking for somewhere to jump" yeah. is a genuine quote from Harold Ramis. Really? Is what he actually what genuinely guy. what he said. Um, and the the
1: we've always got a sort of uh, Christmas Carol thing going on yeah. here now because Old Doug is walking around the room. Yes, and
0: is joined by Young Doug. Ghost dog, Ghost Doug, Ghost yeah. Doug, basically. So Ghost Doug and Narrator Doug are now... Ghost Doug, way over the samurai. They're both now in the room, but nobody can see them. No. Um, and
1: Young Doug can't believe that all these people are there for yes, him. Yes,
0: absolutely. And then Narrator Doug says to Young Doug, don't worry, because in a few years, people fucking love Caddyshack. Yeah. And it kind of changes his whole perspective. Really the pretty, smile reappears he says, on his face. He says...
1: My God, you were loved by a lot of white people.
0: (laughs) He says people genuinely... He I think he says people fucking love Caddyshack and they're not afraid to tell other people that they love Caddyshack. Uh, Which changes his... his, his, The smile appears back on his face for the first time in ages.
1: And then he absolutely... I mean, his parents have given him a rough time. We've seen that. Yeah, 100%. Fuck me, does he have the last word in this narratively? (laughs) He really does. Because they're weeping over his coffin. Both of them, yeah. And Ghost Doug says... Well, wow, you've got a matching set now. Yeah. <laughs> that's but like, it's just like, burn. It's burn. a good job they couldn't hear him. That's Absolute for sure.
0: burn. Um, but his dad says, I can't believe how loved he was. Yeah. Because this room is know. full of thousands yeah. of comedians. The best comedians in the world. are all here. And then his dad breaks down and he does break down over this yeah. coffin. And that's when Doug comes out with that line, which was brutal. Yeah. Um, and he says, I, I spent my whole life just wanting to be happy. And then Henry shows up at the funeral. And Doug, ghost Doug, goes up to Henry. Bearing in mind, obviously you can't see him. And he whispers, in his eye, he whispers in his ear, this situation requires a stupid and futile gesture. Yeah. And Henry starts a food fight. Yeah. And maybe the best food fight in the history of cinema happens because everybody's involved. It was brilliant. Everybody's covered in food. Um, and Doug's just standing in the background watching and smiling i was enjoying this scene of futility.
1: I always think it must be so much fun to film something like a, Do food, a food fight. Yeah. Horrible to clean up.
0: Yeah, 100%. But you don't have to clean it up if you're a star. <laughs> you have to clean yourself up. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, Matt Lucas was absolutely covered in cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> but his whole face was covered in it. He took one and you could see he didn't want to take it because he loses his arms and it kind of bounces off his yeah. shoulder. But he's already covered yeah. in it. It's very funny. And that's where the film ends. Yeah. That is your story of National Lampoon and how Doug Kenny became the funniest man in the world what did you think of it overall i
1: i really really liked it like so much more than i thought i was gonna i and it was a a much deeper movie than i thought i was gonna get yeah my preconception was we were gonna get a quite a light-hearted sort of superfluous movie yeah and i really enjoyed it i i bought into the joke
2: yeah 100%. I, like
1: i say i've read a bit about this movie since and, and and genuinely there seems to be quite a lot of reviews and snottiness about what well, they've done it wrong yeah no one looks like that it's stupid it's puerile but i was like of course it is it's, it's what you would have wanted yeah it's a film from this and what i've read since
0: stu- the film should be called stupid and puerile it's it's what national lampoon was I found it... I think it's a really... I, I thought it was fascinating. Absolutely. I think it's a really fascinating movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Considering my... We all know of my relationship with comedy movies. Um, again, I'm not really even a big National Rampoon fan. But I found, I feel like now I've been educated. And there is a gap in my movie knowledge there, which I need to fill in now. And yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought everybody in it was great. I thought Domino Gleason, his performance is outstanding. Yeah. Will Forte is brilliant. The guy who played the, narrate, the narrator is also brilliant. Yeah, all the way through because some of his little one-liners are great. Matt Lucas, the, all of them. Natasha Lyonne. Yeah. John McHale is brilliant as Chevy Chase. It doesn't look like him, but you can fully believe you knew who he was playing just by looking at him. You could tell that he was playing Chevy Chase. Yeah. I I, I had a lot of fun with this movie, and uh, I went worked, to bed last night thinking about this movie. Yeah, it was and a real pleasure. Very rarely happens. And it, on
1: this it made show. me want to read about all these people. Agreed. It like, Absolutely did. I, I literally was on on Wikipedia. Do not cetera, be surprised if I buy that about, book at some
0: point that this film's based
1: on. Yeah, reading about Tony Hendra and yeah, um, yeah, what happened else, to them? So, what happened
0: to the National Lampoon brand? Yeah, why did it just suddenly stop when Chevy Chase stopped making movies? And or did it, it stop because Chevy Chase stopped making movies? Or did Chevy Chase stop making movies because National Lampoon stopped? Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's brilliant. I honestly think it's brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Genuinely, I think really it's really, it. really good. I think Jordan has played a blinder with his wild card there. Yeah. I genuinely do. And it was a risk picking a comedy movie. But I think he's done done well.
1: But it's there's just, yeah, there's just much more to it than I was expecting. It's one, it's of, a lot deeper one of the most pleasant surprises we've had on this show for, yeah. a, for a long time. I didn't long. know anything. I didn't
0: know he died until Lee dies in the film. And,
1: Same.
0: Uh, but it, it hit. It yeah. really hit when he did, because yeah. you don't expect, like you said, you don't expect it because the narrator's an old man. Yeah. But. Oh. And when they
1: even joke about how old Will Forte is playing, yeah, yeah, they age. do make that
0: joke. He's like,
1: I was like, look, if you're in, a, go with the joke. You'll you'll enjoy this more. If you yeah. if you went in and went, oh, well, that's stupid, then yeah, you're gonna fucking hate it. But like, then you're not the right person to watch it. Yeah, movie. you're not the target
0: audience for this movie. If you've never seen a National Lampoon movie or don't even know what they are, you're not the target audience for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's about people who want to educate themselves on who this guy was and why he's regarded still as probably one of the funniest men that ever lived. What's the best thing about it?
1: It's hard to single I, a couple of people out or a couple of things out. It's oh, yeah. the joke,
0: isn't it? It's, it's the, the, as the, in, the way the film's made is yeah. the best thing about this movie. The it's,
1: fact the whole thing is a fucking piss take. Yeah. Of,
0: really. of all sorts of different genres. Yeah, from of movies. From
1: casting, yeah. as in the casting in this movie to the, you know, the wigs look shit. Yeah. But that's the point. Yeah, you know, D- Doug's fake sideburns and imagine
0: uh, being the guy who played Bill Murray and getting the phone call saying, "Do you want to play Bill Murray in this film?" Yeah, and he's like, "I don't look anything like Bill Murray," and that's that's the joke and it's really funny, and yeah, it works so well. And I think the the writing of this movie so is it's, probably the, the best it's the it's the concept, isn't it? Yeah, the concept yeah. and the way it's. Pulled off, and they because th- it really worked
1: doggedly stick to it, yeah. through, <laughs> see it through the end. Yeah, it, it's that, and then a, a you know a real honourable mention for Dom Gleason who I didn't even know was in this 100%. movie, hundred percent, being the second biggest character in, <laughs> in this the movie.
0: A hundred percent, couldn't um, agree more. Would you change anything? What would you change about it? Uh, not
1: a lot. I don't think. I don't think so. I think it was about right in terms of pacing.
0: Yeah, it moved really quickly, but it it, it kind of needed to.
1: Yeah, I, I, I haven't got too many criticisms. No, I don't. I, I felt like it is really nitpicky that maybe Doug's could we have done a bit more on Doug's depression, but then it would really. I don't think. I don't think it would have. I think they did enough for I us. I think to it get hit those that. beats quite nicely. Cause yeah, it was
0: still funny, but also you knew what this guy was going through. Yeah. But it, it becomes kept, a different
1: movie if does, you yeah. if you then really go a bit deeper on. on
0: maybe we could have like done that. a bit on where Henry ended up and where he left. Yeah, where, where he went to. I. Because years passed between. I think between this might have he
1: been heard. a movie from from my uneducated knowledge of these people that it might have. It, maybe it would have been nice to have that sort of where are they now bit at the end of this. Yeah, so like Henry Beard went on to write. Yeah. Several books. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's fair. Who were the rest of these people, and yeah. are they still alive? And if they're not, what happened? And
1: maybe that would have been a nice, yeah, little that's, yeah, that's but a good shout.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. Stream table. Oh man, this is uh, <laughs> this could be tricky. It could be. Where do, am I reading? Top ten. It's definitely top. 10. It's top ten for me. Yeah. So currently, number ten is the cleanse. Currently number nine is You Are Not My Mother. Number eight is The Giver. Number seven, Double World. Number six, The Legacy of a White Tailed Deer Hunter. Number five is Headshot. Number four is Below Zero. Number three is "Naturally Reborn. And number two is Old People. And number one is The Decline. What are you saying, Nick?
1: Oh, it's really tough. I... I
0: I think it goes in one of two places.
1: I think this is... It's... Right, so let me... I think it's top five. Okay. I think it is absolutely a toss of a coin if this gets into the top three.
0: Okay, that's it. Uh, really interesting to me.
1: I, I I think this is it is so close. I'm looking at because this is a wild card choice. Nature <laughs> reborn is a wild card choice, which, and which is currently in third.
0: The, which is Ross Cook's wild card, they and this are, has happened before. They are totally <laughs> different. Oh yes, they couldn't be more different.
1: But both really good movies and. I don't think this quite gets into the top two for me.
0: I find that really interesting because this is a comedy movie. Um, this has happened before. Ross and Jordan have had this battle that we've narrated yeah, before. Yeah,
1: honestly, the, for for the whether it's it's me, it's is it third or is it fourth? Can I me? tell you where I am with it? You're going to want it top.
0: No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's a deb- yes. I think it's a debate whether it goes first or second. Okay. I I think it's better than old people.
1: I don't know really how we quantify that. No,
0: nor do I. We quantify it in the way we always do. If you were to watch one again, which one would you watch? And that's a no-brainer. Even for me to say that as a comedy <laughs> film against a horror movie, that's, that's got to mean something.
1: But I, I think what's holding me back on this is I, I know, I feel like I can think of loads of people who wouldn't like this movie or wouldn't get the joke or wouldn't want to get the joke because it's just not there.
0: Agreed. I can also think of a lot of people that wouldn't like old people. <laughs> I know. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just... I don't like to do but this to Russ again. Hold- but... No,
1: something's just holding me back. And I, d- I just... For me, it's third or fourth, which is still brilliant. I, just, I don't think it quite touches the top two. Okay. For me.
0: That's fine. So what we have to decide now is who wins the wildcard race. <laughs> Simple as that. Does Ross Cook's film go into third or does Jordan Shenton's film go into third? And that would decide the wildcard film for this season.
1: I, it's 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 paper thin.
0: I personally, and I'm going to get hate for it, and I know I am, I think this is a better film than Nature Reborn. And I I feel terrible for it because Jordan has pipped Ross out of the post more than one, one time before.
1: I think, I feel like I am more leaning on Nature Reborn isn't. Artistic achievement. It it looks beautiful. It's a great piece of world building. It's an exotic. I
0: the thing. I, the, I the thing think that goes in the Bourne's is is that Cherry favour favourites is there's there's other films in that same universe. Yeah, but then you could argue there's films in this universe. <laughs> it's, this is really tough. I, I this is but, the hardest battle we've had all season.
1: For me, it's it's just below but it is there's nothing in it okay there's there's nothing in it but uh, my slight preference is Natural Reborn. okay i'm just going with my gut okay really
0: i want it on the record that i would have put it higher but i am happy would you where would you if
1: would you put it second or first or you're not sure
0: i would have put it i don't know i was prepared to have that argument but if you're not that high on it then that's fine no i loved it oh um, uh, yeah same and i think it's the only film this season where i can say i loved it i think there are i can see the you decline. watching this again yeah same 100 percent. the decline in old people and natural report to an extent i really liked those movies i think they're all great movies but this i think this is the first time where i can say i loved that movie this season
1: yeah okay yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean it's no it doesn't it doesn't a better no, movie. No, yeah it doesn't okay at all fine fourth uh, that My gut is telling me fourth.
0: Okay. I, I'm i fine. I would like it on the record that I would have gone higher, but I'm prepared to
1: go with that. Oh, you're an absolute gent. <laughs>
0: well, that's For the once. first time that's been <laughs> said. Also, I don't really want to get accused of gaslighting you again, so <laughs> fourth.
1: I was not expecting that this we'd be talking I about exp- a movie in the top five, let no. alone I didn't expect in consideration to be, of I've,
0: top one. I'm gonna, not going to lie to you, Nick. I thought you'd be... I thought... Because of just who we are, this should have this argument should have been the
1: Well, be, that I'd have been fighting it really hard. Yeah. But they're, they're good movies, those are the three. I just... I'm just trying to look at it a bit objectively, and I just think Nature Reborn just looked amazing. Yeah, it did. It's beautiful. How can you compare two things so different? Yeah. It's really difficult. for.
2: Yeah, well, exactly.
1: That's why the table's there.
0: Fourth. Decided. Well done, Ross Cook. I'm winning the season's wild card.
1: That's one of the... Everyone else's choices aside, because the was everybody was else was shocked. Some did a terrible but, choice. <laughs> yeah. they, they, that is a paper thin choice, honestly. Yeah, re- that's really tough.
2: Yeah,
0: sorry, Jordan. You came close, but no cigar. Right, should we put next week's film? Let's do it. Two left this season, penultimate film of the season. Yeah, what do you want from the penultimate film of the season? Ah,
1: uh, what have not we had for a while? <laughs> sorry, Yoda. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs>
0: what have not we had? <laughs> Don't know. Should we just stay
2: working? Yeah, it
1: just, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to process or Gleeson in that movie. So. <laughs> Ready? Yeah.
0: It has picked a movie called Blasted. Okay. Any ideas?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think I remember adding it to the, to the long list. Okay. It's, it's, it's a fairly recent Netflix movie, I think. It is from. Is it, is it uh,
0: Yes, it is Norwegian. Oh, Awesome. Would you like a synopsis? Yes, please. So it's from 2022. Uh, it, IMDb describes it as an action comedy sci-fi. It uh, says... Good for me. When a former childhood friend crashes Sebastian's bachelor party and makes it all about himself, only an alien invasion can make them put aside their bad blood and reunite as the kick-ass laser tag duo they once were. Laser tag alien fighters. Laser tag alien fighters. I, don't,
1: I know it's only a synopsis, but it does give me a bit of a uh, edgar Wright. Yeah, it does feel very Edgar Wright, doesn't
0: it? Vibe. I'm with you there. 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, maybe not so great. <laughs> but yeah, go out and watch Blasted. That will be your penultimate film of season eight of Bottomless okay. Stream. And in the meantime, whilst you're doing that, go and head over to Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Our username is the same. It is at BOTS underscore podcast if you want to drop us an email our email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com and our website is bottom of the stream.com on the website you will find every episode we have ever recorded all of the stream tables loads of other cool stuff and you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream pencil and pen pencil and pen (laughs) (laughs) blankety blank (laughs) um after you've done that head over to patreon patreon.com slash bottom of the stream On there for a couple of quid every month you will get early access to episodes you will get bonus episodes you'll get a newsletter that nick writes occasionally um (laughs) you will get a wild card if you come in at the top level which means you can do what jordan shenton has just done and fail to win the wild card race and then after you've done all of that head over to discord the discord is a community of wonderful like-minded movie loving people who will chat to you about absolutely anything We play games, we do watch-alongs, we've got loads of plans for the Discord over the next few months. It's going to be lots of fun. And the Discord link will be in the bottom of the show
1: notes. When he says anything, he means anything. Anything. (laughs) If you can spare a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review or a rating anywhere you can review or rate podcasts. We're on all of those places and those places are places like Spotify, Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, iheartradio pandora there's loads more come find us we're there we're waiting
0: i put us on a new one amazing in the week it's called listen notes listen notes listen notes and i also did an interview with them oh brilliant um, so that might be coming out at some point fantastic i'll tell you about that afterwards uh, because it sounds a lot more exciting than it was <laughs> but yeah check us out on listen notes if you want to um yeah do all of that go out and watch
2: blasted, blasted.
0: And we'll be back on Monday for another episode of The Wave and next Thursday for The Movie Show. Cheers! Bye!